Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So we're looking at understanding the true power of life. Understanding the true power of life. You have to get to the place where you know. But more than you know, you have the understanding or the process of the knowledge. And, and you've heard this, you know, thousands of times here at Love Life. Knowledge in action, knowledge applied is what wisdom is. So wisdom is knowledge in action. You can have knowledge and not put it to use. You're not called a wise person, are you? No. In all actuality, when you make the statement, yeah, I know. In other words, I didn't do what I knew. You usually aren't called, hey, you're wise. Usually called dummy, (laughs) whatever. The point is, is we have to operate in what God designed us to be, and that is wise men and women, amen? Isn't that what you, you want in your life? Isn't that what you want in your children's life? You want them to be wise. I want my kids to be wise, wise. And that takes the process of operating knowledge, getting out the information, and then the action or application of it. So here, we're going to look at Ephesians 1.16. This, by the way, is, is scripture reference to something I do every day concerning you guys. Every day. Every day, I pray for you all. Now, you might, just through the process of that statement, believe or think that, well, if you're praying for me, I need you to give you, I need you to give you all the reasons why you need to be praying for me, right? Because I do. I pray for you every day. I pray for love life. I pray for the, 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 the people that call this their home. I pray for the live stream people that call this their home. I pray for, for visitors. I pray for people that come and go. I pray for everybody that enters this building. And I have an expectation for each and every one of them, one of you. But this prayer is how I started it. And this, happened, this started years and years and years ago. And it's something, again, I do every day. Now, like I said, a lot of times people reference the prayer or they have the ideology of praying that it's for something bad, something terrible. But I want to show you something what the scripture teaches. Is that okay? You guys, uh, can we bring the Bible in this church? Is that fine? All right. Ephesians 1.16 says this. Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention you of making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He says, I don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention you in my prayers. He says, I bring you guys up all the time. And when I do, I'm believing. For you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, knowledge of his word. That's what I do. Now, why is he saying this? Well, if you read the previous verses, it's what gives light of the prayer. And you know what it is? It's 
since I heard of your great faith and your action of living a love life, I pray for you daily. Isn't that interesting? That it's not based upon since I heard the car wreck, since I heard you were in the hospital, since I heard something terrible happened to you, I started praying for you. Did you know that's not, you're not going to see that in, in that reference to prayer in the Bible? And I'm not saying we don't pray for you if something happens. What I'm saying for, to you is, let's understand Scripture and let's understand what this is saying to us because it's teaching us. Can you receive? Say, I receive. I want the truth, right? I don't, I, don't want, I don't want opinions, man's ideology. I don't want religious understanding. I want the truth. I want to know the truth. I want understanding. Understanding. That's what I want. And so when we look at this, we think, well, this is interesting because he is literally pressing in, praying while things are happening in a good way. And I thought about my years of ministry and I started realizing, you know what? There's no greater prayer or power of prayer over a person than when times are good. Because those are the times when you're more open to receive and understand than if you're going through hell. Because when you're going through hell, all you see is hell. You have a hard time looking at anything else. You have a hard time seeing anything else. You have a hard time hearing anything else. You literally become self-consumed only about you. And I'm not saying in a time of desperation, that's terrible to be, that you shouldn't be thinking. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is what is this word? What is these truths about? They're about getting you to the place where you're so empowered that when something happens, you're not, you, you're not being sustained by it, pastor praise. You're sustained because you know, you understand. Are you guys hearing me? Man, we don't do rock star pastor here. I got leaders that know how to pray. If you're looking for, well, I got problems, like I can only speak to him. You, you need to go to someplace else that does that. But I don't believe in that rock star thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the power of a pastor and in your position and faith with you as a spiritual son or daughter. But it's not just me that has the ability to stand in agreement with you. It's not just me that can pray the prayer of faith. Do you understand that? I have great leaders in here. I have leaders that have been with me for years that I completely trust in their ability to stand in faith with you. All right, you all good with that? All right, so I don't do that. I'm expecting you all to become the rock stars. And I can sit back and just watch your band play. And I just enjoy the music, amen? Come on, somebody, y'all with me? All right. So he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit, that's pneuma, that's, that's, that's not a natural spirit, it's, a, it's spiritual information from God, the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. What he's saying is, is I'm praying for you to have the ability from God to reveal and disclose and uncover truths. That's pretty powerful. Isn't that? That's what I pray for you guys. You ought to be getting up and saying, I, I receive what pastor just prayed. I receive, I receive. Instead of getting up and going, where's my Cheerios or whatever. Come on. 
And it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, no, we speak of God's secret wisdom. See, I pray for this wisdom. Now listen to what Paul says to the Corinthian church. We speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Oh, that's his understanding, his wisdom that's imparted into you. Ooh, can you imagine having that information? I can, I can. You know what? I chose to believe his word. I chose to believe, you know, um, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but we use the scripture uh, in James where it says, if any man is lacking wisdom, let him ask of God. And the tendency is we quote that scripture for the sake of, you know, wisdom in the sense of, you know, what should I buy or what, should I, what house should I have or whatever. And listen, I, I can understand the ability to have wisdom when you seek God for that, but that's not what the context is. And that's what I, 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 I'm a stickler in context, but I'm also understanding that there can be other operations in that scripture. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you guys follow me on that? In other words, that scripture, and believe me, it, it ties into everything. But if you remember what he was saying before that, he was talking about what? Throw a party in the midst of a terrible trial in your life. Because these trials are going to come. These, these pressures, these attacks are going to come. And that's what he's talking about. He goes over the process of saying, you got to, this is coming to your life, but understand this. You have the, and I'm using the Greek word, it, it, the definition by saying throw a party, because that's what it means in the Greek language. It's, let me take you, let's go there because some of you are like going, I'm lost. And let me help you back to being, you know, get you found. All right. So we go to James chapter one, watch this. My brothers and sisters, count it all joy. Count it all joy in the Greek language is throw a party. I, listen, we're going to hear something that, that's going to give you understanding because what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down in a way where you're like going, I would never think to act that way. Exactly. Why? Because it doesn't line up to your knowledge. Your knowledge is when all hell breaks loose, you're going to give some hell back. Right? In that people's attitudes, uh, we're going to, we don't think, hey, let's, let's get excited. Do you? Yeah, but are you a follower of Jesus? And if you are, then James says, hey, when all this stuff comes against you, I want you to throw a party. I want you to get excited. Why? Because look, there's always a reason why. When you are faced with various trials, that means it can be anything, any kind of trial, any kind of attack against you. He says this, knowing, ooh, there it is. You're going to see this all through the New Testament. The knowledge is the key. Knowledge in the area of understanding. Knowing in the Greek is you have received the information and you perceive it. You have understanding. 
So what he's saying is your understanding, understanding this, ready? Understanding this, that the testing of your faith, testing of your what? Well, what's faith? Faith is, come on. Faith is the, what church am I at? I mean, did I come in the wrong building? You guys should have already quoted it to me. You should break it down the Greek language to me. Faith is what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. They hope for is confident expectation. Faith is the substance or the tangibility. Tangi faith is the tangibility of what? This confident expectation becomes tangible. Confident expectation is my process of thoughts. Faith connected brings it into supernatural to natural. That's what faith is, right? All right, watch this. Trials, all this isn't even in my notes. This is all extra, all right? Trials, it says all kinds of trials. When they come to you, you're to know something, right? You're to understand something. Understand what? You're to understand that testing, this test is against your faith. The testing of your what? Faith. What? Well, first of all, you have something terrible happen in your life. You start throwing a party? That's faith. Is it not? Something terrible, usually gonna go <laughs> terrible. Something awful, it's <laughs> awful. Nobody's been there. This is terrible. Come on, terrible, ugly, nasty, all over the place. The Bible says, throw party, get excited. What is that? That is confident expectation. That's a position of faith. Please, someone connect with this. Now I'm operating in faith. He says, no, know this, that your faith is going to be challenged. Who is it going to be challenged by? Yourself, your neighbor, your wife, your husband, your your you know, Aunt Bertha, they're all going to be talking trash to you. How can you be so happy and this is happening to you? How can you do that? How can, be, how can you smile? Turn that smile upside down. Make it a frown. What are you guys hearing? Because that's what people do. Well, how can you be this way? How can you be happy? You should be angry. You should hate. You should be violent. You should be crying. You should be screaming. All that is saying, I lost. I have no hope. James says, we're going to flip this thing. This ain't the way we walk. We walk this way. We walk the way where things are looking terrible and everybody knows it because they're going through the same thing. But my attitude is, is I'm throwing a party. Why? Hey, gas is $7 a gallon now. I'm throwing a party. Why? Because God provides. God's my provider. Uh, whatever. You know, that's how I see him. He's not up there going, oh, I didn't know it'd go that high. You're on your own, Daniel. You're on your own. I could, I could do the three. Three was tough for us. 
but now you're in the sevens. We can't do that. We go broke up here. That, isn't that crazy? But see, if you think correctly, you're going to start realizing, man, they make streets of gold. It's like, come on, that, that ain't nothing to God. Nothing. But we always looking at, you know, that, that boundary, that, that thing that says, uh-uh, uh you can't go that way. I'm talking going beyond, people. I'm talking this year is the year of going beyond. I'm talking about you, you ain't staying the same. I'm not going to allow it. I'm tired of the 2021s and 19s and 20s, 18s and the 19s. Everything stays the same. Love life, we ought to be going, great is your faithfulness, right? We should all be going to that next level. Level up, bro. Level up. Broette, whatever. Come on. We got to level up. Y'all hear me? God gives us this wisdom before time began. Now, God wants us to live in this wisdom. He wants us to live in this wisdom. So when James is saying, hey, I want you to recognize that there's going to be something takes place because of your action of faith. Perseverance starts building in your life. So it says, where does this come from? He says, I'm going to get, I want you to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. So it says in verse um, the, the, the continuation of that verse, it says, in the knowledge of him. Everybody say knowledge of him. I pray that you have a spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge in. Everybody say in. See, that's a key word. In. Everybody say in. See, you can't, you can't just say, I'm going to pray for you to have a spirit of wisdom. Well, it don't work that way. And you hear people talk that way. I'm going to give you spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge. Hold out your hands. Receive it. Receive it. It don't work that way. It, it, it's working for your showtime, but it don't work that way because that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that the spiritual wisdom, revelation, knowledge is in. In other words, this right here, the in part, what he says in, it means it comes from. It's the instrument of it. You want the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge? It comes in knowledge of God. So how do I get it? I got to get understanding of God. How am I going to understand God? You understand his word. I just taught you, James, what just happened? You just got a spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge about trials. I, that, that's a spiritual word or spiritual communication to a natural application. What do I do when things are going bad in my life? They're terrible. Okay, I pray for spiritual wisdom, revelation, knowledge in the knowledge of God. You came, the knowledge of God was this, an answer. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this problem. It's just so, it's overwhelming. Throw a party. Change your attitude. That's what it means. Change the attitude from sad, from destruction, from fear, from worry, from doubt, and change it to, it's going to work out. It's all going to be good. God is, God is with me and for me. And this truth is this. I'm excited because I am going to overcome this. As a matter of fact, I got my faith working now. My faith says that this is what's going to happen. My faith is this is what I expect. And all of a sudden, what happens? It doesn't run away. Oh, I'm scared now. What it does is it says, oh, no, we'll see if, you, you, we'll see if this is real. Test. 
We'll see, if, we'll see if what you're saying you really believe. Christians are good at quoting scripture, but not believing scripture. Oh, oh, did I just say that? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. I've heard it, seen it for years and years and years. You can talk the talk, but when it comes to walking the walk, come on. Just process it in your own feeling, your own thought. You don't have to say anything. Best thing to do is just smile and, and act like you're talking to someone else. That's the fact. And so what does he say? Perseverance engages. What is perseverance? The ability to hold up under any weight or pressure. What? What do you mean hold up? I want it gone. Now see, maturity teaches you how to handle, not run away from. Run away from is fakeism. Run away from is, is you, you're bailing everybody out, but they never learn, so you're going to bail them out again and again and again and again until they understand responsibility, until they understand sowing and reaping. You keep sowing that fool attitude, you're going to have fool action. So what happens? Listen, we ain't playing games here at Love Life. I'm here to instruct. I'm here to get you to the level the highest level that you possibly can go and have the best life that you could possibly have. Why? Because my Lord and Savior said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. But he didn't say that in a sense of y'all got it. There it is. Live it. There it is. It's already there. No, he said, it's an opportunity and I want you to have it. I want you to take it. I want you to grab hold of it. It's, an, it's the Old Testament picture of Israel being delivered out of slavery and God saying, let's go right on the promised land. Let's just go walk. Let's yonder right over the promised land. Let's take it. But what did they do? They spent 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years losing out on their covenant. Oh, they lived. They lived 40 years. They got fed every day, 40 years. Their needs were met 40 years, but they didn't have abundance. They didn't have excess. They didn't have increase. They didn't have the best. They had the experience 40 years in a wilderness because they chose not to believe God's goodness. Why? Slave mentality. You've been delivered out of the world, which means redeemed. Redeemed is a Greek word meaning paid from, purchased from slavery into freedom. That's the word, redeem, redemption. So when you see that you've been redeemed, you've been taken out of slavery into a life of freedom. Egypt, Israel, slavery, taken out into a life of freedom. But your life of freedom now has two pathways, two directions. You either take the direction, I'm still a slave, and I'm going to live a cursed life, or you take the direction, I ain't a slave, and it all belongs to me. I'm going for what belongs to me. This is my covenant. I'm going to prosper. I'm going to be in success. I'm going to have an awesome life. I'm going to live it to the full. That's the other path. But it's going to be your choice. Your choice. And there's countless millions of Christians living in wilderness because they just aren't going to believe. They're still living a slave mentality. One day when we get to heaven, everything's going to be better. That's not what Jesus taught. You, you can't find that scripturally. Where'd it come from? Religion. Religion. He's saying, man, you got a mountain in your way? Speak to that mountain. Yeah. That, Jesus said that. 
And we look at him like, what? No, that's your job. He's going, no, that's your job. You got to recognize the people he's talking to. He's not talking to born-again believers. He's talking to people who are still in the sin nature. And he's telling them stuff like that. Talking to, to a woman that just been bleeding for years. She's talking to a, a, a Roman centurion that are holding Israel captive. And he's telling them, you got great faith. Great faith. I haven't seen such great faith. To those two people. That ain't a disciple. That isn't someone that's been going to Jerusalem Bible University. No, some lady that just said, you know what? I believe I can be healed. It's a centurion that says, Jesus, you don't need to come. Just speak the word. I already know what's going to happen. I understand authority. And what did he do? He went, great faith, great faith to those two people. And what are we going to do? He's just going to read over that, glaze over that. Let's get to other stuff. No, those are the stuff you need to be paying attention to. Understand the context. Understand why you're hearing these words. Why is Jesus showing this? Man, we need to operate at a whole higher level right now. Are we not to? I'm born again. I am one with him. My life should be an example of the expectation of great things for my life, for my family's life, for your life. And I do believe. But some of you need to start believing with me. Don't put it all on me because I can't do it. I know what God believes, but until I line up with his belief, nothing's going to happen. I just think, I just started believing him. I started believing that if God said it, it's, got, it's true. Period. Now, if I'm not feeling it or experiencing it, it doesn't matter. He said it. And once I started engaging in that, oh, Lord Jesus, it's been a good, good time. Are y'all with me? So he says, in comes from what? The knowledge of him. Not world's knowledge. Not your past knowledge. He said, knowledge from who? From him. The more you get knowledge of God's word, God's truth, God's scripture, the more you break this stuff down, you start realizing. And just like I just said a few minutes ago about faith, there's three cooperating powers with faith that have to be in operation. We can talk about faith all day long, but if you can't add hope in there, perseverance and love, which are these guy wires that are holding faith together in, a, in, in, the, in the what scripture calls the, the key to its operation. And when you see faith, one of those are going to be working. Faith in action, faith in operation, one of them is going to be working. That's faith happening. But what happens, a lot of people just operating with the faith, they believe it's faith, with not those three parts with it. And we need to have those three connected. Amen? Here, the Bible says faith works by Love. Just a foundation of love is, is required for your faith, the right faith, God faith, in operation. Why is that so important? Because you can't even believe God's faith 
until you believe how much he loves you. Because I can tell you right now, until you believe how much he loves you, you'll cancel out the faith. I don't believe, I, I don't deserve it. I'm just not a good person. I'm wrong. I'm bad. I, I just try and I don't make it. And you cancel, cancel, cancel. But when you understand love, while you were yet a no good, lousy sinner, Christ died for you. Definition of, for God so loved the world, he gave. Oh, I know Jesus loves me. I know God loves me. I know that I know that I know. And not because I did right. Not because I'm doing right all the time. No, he loves me, period. As a matter of fact, he's got great love for me. Great love. With great love, he loved me that Christ died for me while I was a sinner. Oh yeah, he loves me. He loved me outside of Jesus and when I came in, he can't love me greater. We think he's got to love me now that I received him. But even then we think he doesn't love me because I'm about ready to get thrown out. That's not what the Bible teaches. Y'all with me? All right, let's move right along. So, in other words, continuing on. So, in the knowledge of God, you have spiritual wisdom, revelation, knowledge in, in the knowledge of God. So, everybody say so. So the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. What is the end result? He's saying so that you'll be free from ignorance. So you'll comprehend. So you'll have understanding. God's end result is always getting you to a place of understanding. Are y'all get that? Understanding. Getting you to a place of what? Understanding. So that you may be able to discern. Philippians 1.9 says this, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Paul's praying to the Philippian church. He talked to Ephesus. Now he's talking to the Philippian church. He says, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, right, ready? So that you may be able to have spiritual understanding. See, it's all leading to the place where God wants you to know that you know that you know. He wants you to understand. He wants you to go out in this world, which this is what this is about. This is about Monday morning. This isn't just about Sunday church time. This is about you living life out there in a nasty, mean world. But having understanding of God's word in your life. It'll take you to a whole different level. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? This stuff is vital for success in life. Vital. No, no games. Let's operate in this truth, this wisdom, this information. Just like we would if we're going to, you know, we're in a job, we're going to a job, and, and it's saying, you can make $20 more an hour. And everybody's like going, okay, sign me up. And they're going, no, you need to have this knowledge. You have to have this knowledge. You get this knowledge, and it can be available to you. And that's how life is, is it not? You can go to this job position, but you're going to have to have this knowledge. 
You can't just go to work and get hired as a janitor and all of a sudden, uh, you know, a, a, a manager position opens up and you're like going, I'll take it. I'll, I work here, hire me. And they're like, no, you can't. You, it's not that you, you, we can't say you don't have the ability. All we have to say is you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the understanding for that position. So we got that in the world, right? We understand that entirely. It's like your kids, they go to first grade and let's go, let's just take them senior year. Let's get them a senior. Let's let them graduate and we don't have to deal with all these years. Yeah, we all laugh about that, but isn't that interesting how we recognize the natural principles, but not the spiritual truth? They all line up. So what are we going to do? We're going to learn, Right? Right? If I don't get more than three rights, I'm just going, right? Right? You're going to make me a parrot up here. <clears throat> Come on. <clears throat> so the power of standing is very important. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Oh, come on. I'm giving you the Christian definition. He can't handle all. Come on. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. How much of your heart? All of it. And lean not on your own understanding. What are we not supposed to lean on? Lean on me when you're in trouble. No, listen. Lean means you're going to do what? You're going to lean in the direction expecting that to what? Be something to hold you up. But also, if you lean, you're going to move in that direction. Any direction you lean is going to direction you're going to move toward, right? Any, any direction you lean in knowledge, you move toward. Do you understand that? All right, so what we need, we need to fix our leaning, all right? And he says, don't lean on your understanding. Where did your understanding come from? Your past. Your past experience, how you were raised. People ask me, Pastor, how can we have a good marriage? Don't lean to your old ways. That's how. And, and it's like, well, then how do you do that? Exactly. That's the first smart question you asked. How do we do it? Because everybody goes into it thinking they know because of what? What, you, what your past is. Oh, you can sit there and go, I'll never have it like that. <laughs> Whatever, dude. That is exactly what you're going to be until you get new information. That's a parent going, I'll never raise my kids like I was raised. I guarantee you they're going to be. Why? Because if you don't consciously raise them, subconsciously, they'll be just like you were raised. Fact, fact. It, it, listen, it's like what John Maxwell said, how to have a successful marriage. Three points, three major keys to have a successful marriage. You're going to have to work, number one. Number two, work. And number three, Work. It's only going to be done through a lot of hard work. If I didn't want to get married, it'd be hard. Oh, man. Anybody that's married sits there and you're going like this. So you don't know nothing. It's hard. And if, and if any married couple's in there going, it isn't, you ain't married. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't married. I don't care what you're saying. It was fake. It's not real. It's, you weren't married. You ain't living together. You got separate houses, separate, no. And we all understand that. Why? Well, well, everything about marriage is bringing two people together that aren't the same. And so there's going to be differences all over the place. 
All right, moving right along. This isn't a marriage conference. All right. So we're trusting the Lord with all our heart. Lean not into uh, our own understanding, which is the Hebrew word bina, bina. And that literally means the understanding that we got through our past and emotions and senses. Past, emotion, senses. So our understanding is tied to what? Our own in the natural. God said what? Do not lean to the natural. What does he say? He says we need to lean into him. We need to trust him. Put our lean into his knowledge, his wisdom. By leaning to him, we follow his path. We follow his path. Amen? If we don't operate according to his word, we will always go toward what we know. Now, the, 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 let, me, let me share something quickly about this to help you understand the importance of what I just said. Understand this, that God's expectation, my expectation, a, a good parent's expectation is for children, for us to be able to receive information, change information, and walk in the new information. So what does that mean? It means what I knew is not what I know now, right? What I knew is not what I know now. So what does that mean? It means now the knowledge I have in God's word is something that I can line up to. So my own understanding can be transformed. But what he's saying here is don't lean to the old way of life. Lean to the new way of life, the new knowledge you have. So it's a process, is it not? You don't get it overnight. It takes a week. Not, I'm just kidding. It takes, it takes forever, right? If you're in here going, well, how long does it take? Forever. Forever. It's going to take forever. So what does that mean? Give yourself some leeway. Quit trying to force this or make it happen. Let it process through. Just like natural life, you don't go to first grade to university. It takes years. And even people that went through years of school need to go back and do it again. All right, y'all got that? So we need to understand that. 2 Corinthians 10, 13 says this. For though we walk in the natural, in the natural way of life, we do not war according to the way we do things in the natural. How we, how we war is this. You did this to me, I'm gonna do this to you. You cut in front of me, I'm gonna race in front and cut in front of you. Come on. I'm talking to many of you in here. So listen, it says we do not war that way, right? We don't war that way. Let's follow this. It's not the carnal natural way, but the weapons of our warfare. What does that mean? We're in a war. It didn't say we don't war against, you know, we don't war against the natural. So don't worry about warring. No, he says, no, we got war going on. So the war is what? It's not against the natural stuff, but it's against what? It's against this, this other realm that, that we are living in. We live in the earth, but we understand that there's kingdoms out there, the kingdom of the enemy, and there's the kingdom of God. So we get that. And it says this. It says, our weapons are not, our, our, of our warfare are not natural, but they're mighty in God, which is a word for they're, they're empowered by God himself for the pulling down of strongholds. We found out that that means prisons, right? 
the pulling down of prisons, the pulling down of fortresses in your mind, these thoughts that have held you captive, these thoughts, you every, every end of the year, you're going, oh, I won't do this anymore, and you do it again, because you're in a little prison, going, ah, <laughs> yeah, you look just like that. And God's saying, I need you free. I need you free. Well, then free me, Jesus. Get the key to the prison. Oh, Jesus. No, read my word, he says. Read my word. Get that information. Get that truth. Hear the pastor telling his flock, instructing his people to understand the word of God. Understand it. I love this word. I've been a student of this word for years. I'm not a novice, not a novice. I know what I'm talking about. Freely I receive, freely I give. And you already know me. I ain't talking, I ain't a one horse pony show. I want you to get the information I have. I want little me's with your attitude walking around. Amen? Talking about the information. Just like Paul said, just like God said in his word to tell Paul, to tell, to write in his word this truth that some Christians, they can't stand this, but it's his word. You're going to continue to walk a life of, I love Jesus, but violate his word? I'm not saying walk like me, talk like me, eat like me. I'm saying no like me. No, like me. We didn't know you got enough of me. We don't need another one of me. We need another you with the information of me. Got it? Okay, one person got it. Y'all know I like response, right? You ever had someone you're talking to and they don't respond? You know they're not paying attention to one word you're saying? Do you enjoy that? Okay, do you enjoy that? So next time, I'm gonna make you guys pay. Next time you're talking to me, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to just look at you, glazed eyes and all. Well, we'll see how long the conversation goes. Why? Because we're not created that way. We're created to connect. We're created to, if I'm going to talk to you, listen. Isn't it true? But we come to church. Now I'm in church. It's spiritual. Then you should be more on track. All right? Don't make me come down here again. <laughs> In the older days, if my dad or mom said that, that means I'm going to get busted with something. Don't make me come. Don't make me. That, that term meant there's going to be pain. All right. Praise God we don't live that way. Amen. All right. So we what? We, the, God's power is for the pulling down, not keeping up, not building, pulling down of strongholds, casting down, are you ready for this? Casting down arguments. Casting down, the Greek word is logismos. You know where we get logismos? We get logical. Casting down what? Not arguments. Casting down things that become arguments. And what is that? Logical thinking. Well, that doesn't sound logical. Give and it should be given to you. That don't sound logical. What do you mean, tie that up? That don't sound logical. What do you mean I should be helping? That don't sound logical. Are you guys hearing me? I mean, love them. They hate everybody. That doesn't sound logical. I agree with you on that one. 
Some of it doesn't sound logical, but it's okay. Are you guys hearing this? And that's what it's teaching us. It says to do what? You want to be free? Are you ready to get a great revelation right now? Spiritual discernment right now. Spiritual revelation knowledge of God right now. You ready? You guys ready for this? You built a stinking prison. You did it. You built the fortress. You built the prison. The devil did. No, he didn't. You did it. You. Only you. You built it. I'm just the biggest loser in the world. <laughs> and I'm never going to be able to be successful ever. And everybody says I'm the biggest loser. And I'm just never going to make it in life. And I'm just going to do everything I do. I ruin it. I ruin it. It's just hard to ruin it. Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. No, I don't want to live this way any longer. You built the prison. Tear it down. Tear it down. Why? The logical thinking. What was the logical thinking? I was raised on the wrong color. I was born in the wrong nation. Child of God. Ain't no borders in his wall, his life, his kingdom. The word of God comes in through that prison. And all of a sudden, you start believing. You start doing what? Believing. And that belief starts transforming and changing, Romans 12, 3. And we start renewing our mind. That renewing the mind produces a metamorphosis. That's a Greek word. The renewing of the mind starts transformation. Caterpillar. Oh, to a butterfly. I will fly all over the world. You went from <laughs> to what country should we see next? I don't know why a butterfly looks like a sissy, but anyway, I should make it like a dragon, right? I'm a guy. Butterfly. Oh, like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. All right, move around. So what happens? You got to tear it down. Tear it down. Tear your prison down. Listen, some of you got nice little tables in there. You got little dollies. You got flowers. You've been living so long in that thing. You've been living so long in that thing. And God's saying, listen, I got my word to help you get free. I don't want, and I know what God's heart is. Because if I can feel this way for my own family, for your lives, God blows it away. He's greater than I ever could be. Greater father, greater lover. He's, he's number one. But if I can feel that way, I can, I can amplify it on his feeling. And that is this. He doesn't want 22 to be like 21. He wants 22 to go beyond, and he wants 23 to go beyond 22. And that is the kingdom of God, and that's his, that's his passion for each one of his kids. So you're going to have to start learning the language from your father. Not your old one. Not your old man. Your dad in heaven who gave us his son because he loved us. 
he said, this is your new life. I want you to live at large. I want you to understand. No prisons, no fortresses, no messed up lives anymore. It's a life that says, you know what? I go through trials. It's okay. I know the end result. The end result is faith becomes stronger and more powerful. I will hold up under it because perseverance will have its perfect work. And if perseverance has its perfect work, I will lack in no area. No area. I will lack in no area. As a matter of fact, I will be perfect, mature. I will walk in a life that I only dreamed of, but now it's become manifestation because that's what faith does. Faith brings manifestation to that confident expectation of God's word. And that's what I choose to do. Do you choose that this morning? Do you choose that out there in the live stream? Do you choose that out there on YouTube? Do you choose that? Because what I've been teaching is God's word. Let's live it. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for that truth. And Lord, I believe that in the hearer's ears, life is rising up amidst the hearts. If there's anyone in here this morning, if there's anyone out there listening to my voice, no matter when you listen, you're hearing these words and these words are resonating in your heart. And you're like, that's what I want. I want this type of life. This don't sound like church. This doesn't sound like religion. This sounds like life. And I want some of this. Well, it starts by you receiving the greatest gift that God gave, and that is Jesus. All you have to do is accept him. That's it. I'm not telling you do's and don'ts. I'm not giving you the requirements. I'm saying this. If you are breathing and you call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. And that's all you have to do. The next steps will come. They will come, but you've got to get him in you first. So say this with me. Say this. I'll help you say these words. Say, Jesus, come into my life. I believe in you. That's why I'm talking to you. Jesus, save me. I believe in you. Save me now, Jesus. Thank you. By faith, I receive you in my life right now. I am a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I have something I want to give you that'll help you in your decision. Lift your hands. The ushers have it for you. They'll get it to you out there. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, all you have to do is get, get connect with us. We'll get it to you. That's it. Give us your address. We'll give it to you. We ain't going to go to your address. We ain't going to bug you with letters, begging you for stuff. You'll never get anything else again other than that book. Promise you, that is my promise to you. Love you guys. Be blessed. And hey, let's win life with understanding. Amen. See ya. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.